artist spotlight again. Today we have Nak Yang Choi. He is a concept artist and uh, uh, illustrator, among other things. How you doing, Nak? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Thank you for joining us here on Artist Spotlight, man. Yeah, so, um, I was awesome. um, born in Seoul, South Korea, and I was raised in Hawaii um, since I was eight years old. And now I'm currently in Los Angeles in California. Got you. So what got you into L.A. into the into the because I'm assuming are you doing more uh, television film projects or more commercial and industrial stuff or? Yeah, um, so I work in um, TV and film, and I came to California for college. Um, so I went to CalArts to study character animation there and ended up working in animation after that. Got it. Okay. And so you kind of just kind of went to school in Cal and just got your, your job there and just kind of rolled with it, right? Yep, yep. Okay. And um, now, so was this, you, you, that you took a route that some people I've talked to have taken, some haven't as far as yeah. going to college. So um, yeah. evidently you already kind of had a game plan. So how long in your life, at what point in your life did you know that you wanted to do animation and the film thing and, and cartoons, things of that nature? Yeah. Um, so when I was um, eight years old, uh, my parents decided to send me to live in Hawaii. Um, so I was separated from my parents for five years. Um, so they were living in Korea, um, making money. And I was in Hawaii being raised by my uncle and auntie. And when I was little, I was very fat um, and uh, I didn't speak English at all. So I got bullied a lot. Um, so the only friend I had was this like a Mickey Mouse doll that my parents gave me. And every Saturday morning, I would like hold the Mickey Mouse doll and I'll watch Saturday morning cartoons. And I'll be like, whoa, like, I feel like you can do that for a job. Um, so I dreamed about um, being an animator one day, one day and working at Disney. Um, so that's how it kind of came to be. And when I told my parents in high school, like, hey, mom, hey, dad, uh, I decided to be an animator. I want to study animation. And my Asian parents, they're like, how dare you? You dishonor our family. <laughs> you know, you should be a doctor, lawyer, a businessman. And I was like crying and I was like, no, like, this is my life. Like, that's what I want to do. And they were like, oh, that is so shameful. Like, you shouldn't be an artist. You'll be like starving and stuff. Um, but I just had this amazing teachers at the University of Hawaii who said, hey, Nock, you know, like, just go after your dreams. And um, there was a news article that said, like, CalArts Cal is one of the best animation school there. And my parents had no money. Um, so I had to, like, kind of make my own path. And they also don't speak English at all. So I had to figure out the financial aid stuff, applying to college all by myself. Um, and I just kept going and I just reached for the college and I got accepted into it and just that just led me on the journey. So you kind of found like some yeah. kind of solace in this world of animation and yeah. it kind of protected you against the, the whole, you know, bullying and the rest of the world. So it kind of gives you some comfort and a shield yeah. against the rest of the world, huh? Right, right. Wow. That's, really that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Oh. <laughs> and it's, it, it was almost deeper than just, just you wanting to draw at that point. It was almost personal mm. to an extent, huh? Yeah. Um, so I actually have the doll right next to me, so I'll show oh, you. Oh, no. You got the <laughs> so doll. This is, oh, my God. This is the Mickey, Mickey Mouse doll that's I had the, since I was five years old. <laughs> so that's the, doll, that's, that's the Mickey that got knocked through those hard years, huh? Yeah. Wow. Um, so, you know, um, at that time, I had no friends and, you know, didn't speak English at all. And I was very lonely. 
Also, my aunt and uncle, they'll go to work from like 8 a.m. to like 10 p.m. Uh, so I have to like raise myself since I was eight. Um, and I think Miki for me like became a friend when no one else would. Um, Miki listened to me um, and that kind of taught me like, oh, I want to be a person who is a friend when they have no one to talk to. Um, I want to create art that kind of shares that empathy, um, that warmth, and the love. Um, so yeah, so here's a <laughs> Miki. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. Um, but but let's yeah. so let's talk about this. You you call you, your title is concept artist. Can, let's yeah. There's several different types of animation and things like that. What's explain to me exactly a concept artist and what that does? Yeah. So a concept artist is uh, we create visuals for the ideas. So we help the dreams to come true. So we'll have anywhere from directors, art directors, to executives, um, to a whole different team, and they'll be like, Hey, we want to create this project. We want to create this film. Um, can we design a character? So concept artist is a character designer and a visual development artist. So we do backgrounds and things like that. Um, you don't just do the character, you do the backgrounds and everything. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a, any kind of concept and you make it into art. You got that first job you had and what that was like, um, you know. Yeah. With, give me that story. Yeah. Um, so I was graduating and I had like no job perspectives. Um, so I decided to email my teacher uh, and say, hey, do you have any, do you know any like, opportunities that's like happening? And um, my um, teacher was like, hey, talk to this recruiter at Cartoon Network. And I was like, okay. So I uh, contacted her, um, Megan Nairn, and she's amazing. And she was like, hey, we're having a pizza party. Like, do you want to come over? And I was like, okay, free pizza? Like, that's awesome. Um, I'm also lactose intolerant. So every time I eat, like, cheese stuff, like, my stomach goes, like, you know, like, <laughs> you know? So I'm eating this pizza, trying to be cool with people, and I'm, like, dying in the inside. Um, and then there was this executive um, next to me, and she was like, hey, how are you? And I was like, oh, hi, I just graduated. I'm looking for work. Um so I just showed her my work and she was like, oh, I think you would be like a really cool fit. Do you want to start like develop some stuff for us? And I was like, yeah, that sounds good. Um, so I developed some um, projects for Cartoon Network when I graduated. One of the main things I hear from like people who's getting into the industry, they're like, oh, you know, like, I don't know who to like talk to. Or I feel scared and things like that. Um, start with the people close to you, um, your teachers, your upperclassmen, um, people who graduated. Or nowadays, like social media is so crazy where you can just DM anyone. And like from time to time, I get DMs from like, people like, hey, like, I love your art. I'm in LA. Like, can I like grab coffee with you? I'll be like, yeah, sure. And I grab coffee and then we become friends. And then if there's like job openings, like, I refer them to them. Um, so there's things that happen. So don't be afraid to just reach out and ask. Yeah. Nice. I like that. And um, so explain like your typical uh, day. You know, you've been you've been actually in in that kind of a role as an artist, and in, in so you've been in the field for how about how long now? Yeah, so I graduated from um, Cal Arts in 2015, so about five years now. Any projects that we would know that you actually worked on? Yeah, it was a, actually a development thing, so it's not released yet. <laughs> so it takes a long time. In my, I don't know if it's going to be released at all. Um, this stuff like that, um, I directed for um, Disney Junior called Lights, Camera, Lexi, on an episode called um, Bug the Superheroes. I storyboarder for Angry Birds 2. Um, I was a story director for The Animoodles. Um, 
Yeah, like, but a lot of like development stuff. So it's kind of like under wraps right like, now. What software yeah. are you using? What equipment are you using? What's your day? Your your average day going and when you're on a, a show you sit like down that. with the director executive uh, and they'll be like hey this is a script that we have or just an idea we have um can you like draw these characters um sometimes i have to storyboard as well so i storyboard the sequences for them i use photoshop a lot of adobe um adobe premiere is really great after effects um now i'm also getting into um, vr vr is changing um, a lot of the old pipelines they used to have so before we used to have like a 3D modeler, then you need a rigger and then you need a writer, um, lighter and then render things. Um, now, when you just use VR, um, we use Oculus Rift and an app called Quill. You can just cr quickly create prototypes. Um, so one time I had a meeting with an executive. She was like, okay, we're launching this project, blah, blah, blah. And then she told me the project. And by 1 p.m., I had a prototype to show to her. So it was just really rapid. Um, it's about three different departments becoming one. Uh, and just like being able to quickly come up, show the ideas, visualize ideas. So let me, let me, I want to, I want to put a pin in the VR thing because I want to discuss yeah. that, that was on my list. But for right now, um, as far as so people can understand who, who are new to the animation world, because you got a lot of parents, things like that, that don't understand yeah. any of this, right? But mm -hmm. explain to somebody, you know, on the, on a basic level, how your art comes into play with this technology, if you can, if that's possible. Like, Yeah, um, so I think I can backtrack even more and say, you know, in traditional animation, you, start, you used to start with a paper and a pencil, and then you needed to take a picture of the itch image to bring it into the computer. Um, but now with like a computer generator, like Photoshop and stuff, you can work directly on it. So you're getting rid of that um, scanning phase, right? Nowadays, the current 3D animation pipeline, it used to be where um, you draw a character and then someone models it into 3D. So it's like sculpting, uh, making sure it moves in 3D space. You can see in different angles and stuff like that. And then you need to put like a texture, like a clothing, like a hair, um, like um, skin and things like that. And then you have to um, put lighting on it and stuff. So it takes a, like three additional steps. Um, but with now, it's like you can draw this in VR, so you're like drawing in 3D space. So imagine like if I'm drawing here, I'll be like drawing the head and the eyes, and then it's just like three-dimensional thing that you can move around with. And you can color and stuff like that, and you can create that um, character design and animation a lot faster. Wow, wow. Yeah. No, no, when, you're, when, you're, when you are creating that, are you actually have on like VR glasses, stuff like? I do, yeah, yeah. I have this big Oculus. That is amazing. That is amazing. So you're actually creating this, like you're virtually drawing almost like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, what's so really cool is that, you know, as artists, like we're always on our desk, right? So you're like hunched over, like drawing like this. Um, but now with VR, like I can like have my back straight and I'm like standing up and I'm just like moving in space. So I get my exercise done. I get to be creative <laughs> uh, and move my muscles more. Um, so I saw like a lot of benefits to my health uh, as I worked in VR more. Do you think we have the technology now that someone who is just independent or you know just beginning on their own could do that, or are we kind of far away from that? Yeah, I think it's a bit far. As in the current price to start VR, um, at the least is a thousand dollars. If you want to like a future proof, just a little bit, it's just about it's about thousand five hundred dollars. So that can be very costly for a lot of people. 
And I think what's happening is when you look at like Wacom Cintiqs, these are like um, drawing pads, electronic drawing pads. They can hook up to your computer. Um, for the past like five years, it was like $400 to buy a tablet. But as it got more popular, there were other companies that created that, that brought the price down a lot. So you can buy one for like $50 now. Um, but that took about like five years for it to happen. So I think it, you will need to do that a bit, like take a little while. But what's so interesting is um, there are free programs like Photoshop is also allows you to create VR pieces. You can paint it in VR. Um, that's not quite free, but there's also Blender. It's a 3D software program like Maya. And there is a thing called Grease Pencil where you're drawing just like on a flat tablet and you can move it in 3D space. Um, so that enables you to kind of like work in VR, but in a different way. Um, yeah. That's nice. That's nice. What about on the consumer and the content receiving side? Uh, how yeah. do you think, in your opinion, that's going to change your role as far as VI, AI, machine learning? Yeah. How do you think those technologies are going to both impact how you create as, as well as how the end consumer sees the product mm -hmm. and their experience is going to be? Yeah, you know, like when you're thinking about the future of entertainment, what's so interesting is that we're enabling the consumers to be creative too, um, to be part of that, um, that entertainment. So for example, a lot of interactivity, I believe is coming in the future. Um, so when you see these like VR moments, like as a consumer, you can choose where you want to look at. Um, you can choose uh, which option you, option you want to select. You can choose how you want to interact with someone. So it's almost like a game and like a movie coming together. And Netflix is also playing with that with the Bandersnatch on the Black Mirror. Um, where you can like interact and say, like, oh, this is pretty cool. Um, but more of that is going to happen. And for the consumers, um, with the rise of YouTube, it's like you, you and I, uh, any of us can be like, you can make it in this world. Um, our whole idea of what a job is, is changing. Um, like you just see people eating stuff all day and they get like millions of dollars. Um, with the VR, yeah, it's crazy, right? Um, with like VR AI, like it will enable you to share your ideas, um, what you think is possible. Or do you have a personal story you want to share? And then it's like an empowerment of everyone, if that makes sense. It's almost like the storytelling on steroids now. Because mm -hmm. not only do you have this director or this screenwriter's perception of what they're trying to say, but then mm -hmm. you intermingle with the audience is going to their emotions too. How did you kind of come to that fact that you are a piece of a of a of a process, right? So you do your mm -hmm. part, but then the lighting person has to do that. Does that does that bother you or was that hard to kind of uh, a pill to swallow that you weren't like in control of the end result yeah um i think it was like a growing pains to learn um it was a hard lesson to learn um so like kind of like taking a few steps back um when i was applying for a lot of jobs um i got rejected a lot i think like even like a couple hundred times by different studios and yeah, and then there was a time when I even applied for like a janitorial position at a studio and I got rejected. 
Um, so I hit the lowest or the low bottom, right? Um, and then I watched this um, documentary of Lady Gaga. Uh, it's like six feet under or something. Um, something like that. And she was like, oh, when I was at a, a New York nightclub, I just had in my mind, I'm a rock star. I'm a rock star. Um, and then that's how it led her to go after her dreams. So I kept telling myself, I'm a director, I'm a director. And the following week after I got rejected from being a janitor, um, Disney Junior called me and said, hey, we saw your film online. Can you come direct for us? Um, and that was like such a crazy thing. It's like social media. Yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Go, go back because yeah, they you got a call. They said they didn't say, can you come? Can you come interview for this position? They yeah. said, can you come direct for us? Yeah, um, that was pretty much it. <laughs> it was insane. Like it's insane what the um, like internet can do for you. Like there's this business of animation. You know, my whole life it was just about drop cute bunnies, like cute rats, and you'll be happy. You know, but no, it's like there's a business here. But let's say I doodle something, right? And like it has to go through all these five different departments to get approved for that um, thing. Um, so as I'm drawing and we're working on this project, a month later, uh, one department will be like, oh, you cannot do that. And I was like, what? Wh where is that from? Oh, that's from two months ago. Oh, wait, but we're already ahead of this. Oh, my gosh, we have to cancel all this and restart um, because of that one note. Um, yeah, and then I have to go to the art director or the people that are hired and say, hey, we have to redo this. And I get the death glare. It's like, how dare you? <laughs> like, you know, like, we worked so hard on this. Um, so that was a difficult part of, like, juggling and, like, trying to wrap my head around. It's like, what is business of animation? How do you deal with executives? How do you, like, deal with um, artists who are getting mad at you? And with as a director, um, you have to kind of learn, like, which notes to take. So crazy, but it's also really exciting. Um, to be in that shoes. Um, so, you know, every day, imagine like getting all these hundreds of notes, 50 notes every day from different timelines, from different executives telling you like what's wrong with this and stuff. And going back um, to those days where you were, you know, got rejected over a hundred times. Like, how do you feel, man? Like, how do you feel? Like, you, you know, you uh, going from applying for the, jan give me at least a janitor job, right? And then you go yeah, down yeah. and here you are directing an entire yeah. show. You got a staff. Like, what does that feel like right now for you, man? What is that like? Yeah, you know, like that just, what it feels as is gratitude. And what really changed my perspective was um, living with my two um, roommates who were actors. Um, and they'll go to like 20, like 30 auditions um, every day. And they'll get like dozens of like rejections, like a day. And here, here, here I was, like, I applied for one studio job and I got one rejection. And I'm, like, crying in the corner, like, feeling sorry to myself. And I see my two uh, actors, they're like, yeah, I'm just going to keep going, keep auditioning. Um, so I think it's all about that perspective. Um, you know, there's, like, so many opportunities out there and you just never know. And the ultimate advice that I got from a teacher is that your dream will come true in one shape or form, as long as you don't give up. Um, and so for some of us, it can take years. Um, and it's that patience. Uh, it's being kind to yourself to keep going, to, um, to be able to look yourself in the mirror, and to be able to love the journey, love the process. 
um, when I fail, um, I get excited because it means I'm learning. You know, um, my parents were like, don't ever fail. Like you have to be like safe, be a doctor, a lawyer and stuff like that. Um, but the more people I studied, um, the famous people like J.K. Rowling, um, Oprah Winfrey, um, they have all failed on an epic scale. Um, but they allow their failure to be their foundation to be who they are. Um, so now I believe that the, the, fa the word fail, it stands for um, few attempts in learning. Um, so when you fail, um, I want us to be excited. It's like, oh man, like I learned something. I gained something. Oh, now your, your will and yeah. tenacity, man. I mean, just to get is a oh, testament God. to that because to, I mean, I can't I fathom somebody getting rejected a thousand, you know, a hundred times and then getting a call mm -hmm. from one of the biggest companies in the world to say, come direct. I mean, <laughs> can you just give me, um, something to leave somebody who says might be at that low point. Yeah. And you know, like if you have to get a job at a bank for a little bit, that's totally okay. You, this is a journey. This is a process and you will be taken care of. Um, but do not be uh, afraid to ask for help, to seek help. And I think the biggest part is to join different communities, like women in animation. Um, there's a lot of Facebook groups, um, online communities. Um, start posting your work every day. Um, I follow this businessman named Gary V, um, Gary Vaynerchuk. He changed my life. So Gary was like, uh, post every day on Instagram, um, do like 30 hashtags, you know, it's going to change your life. And I was laughing at him. I was like, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's crazy and stuff like that. And I just said, you know what? I have nothing to lose. Let's just try it for fun. Um, so I started like just drawing every day and posting every day, um, doing 30 different hashtags. And within the 11th um, day, um, this art director saw my work and she was like, hey, we want you to work on this project for us. And I was like, oh, I'm working on this animation project, so I can't join you. And she was like, uh, I'll pay you double. And I was like, Gary V. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I would say, like, you know, like, be present online, um, brand yourself, um, don't be afraid to, like, DM people, connect with people, send, like, genuine compliments to people you look up to, um, like, in, like an artist at Disney or Pixar or DreamWorks or any kind of illustrator or, like, actor, just DM them, like, hey, I love your work, go see their shows, um, be, become part of that. Uh, women in animation, they hold a lot of mixers. They hold a lot of panels. Um, and it's a fantastic way of meeting recruiters there. Um, go to, like, the animation expos. Uh, you can meet the professional artists there. Uh, so, for example, um, I was at the CTN expo, and this guy was like, hey, Nock, like, I love your work and stuff like that. And I said, oh, thank you so much. Like, let's go grab lunch. Uh, so I treated him to lunch, and he was like, oh, my dream was to go um, visit Pixar. So I hooked him up with my best friend at Pixar. So he got to visit Pixar. So it's like being present. Um, it's like connecting. Uh, it's about networking. And you can be afraid of like, you know, because a lot of us are introverts, right? Um, as artists. Um, but just form an email. Like for me, it takes a day to write an email. <laughs> but, you know, just do that. Have the patience to just have a genuine compliment for that person. And then ask like, hey, can we grab coffee or do you have any advice for me? And then go from there and then build that connection and apply, just keep applying and just yeah, patience and gratitude for yourself and for others and for what's to come. 
I'm gonna I'm yep. start calling you Knock Knock V. Man, man, I I thank you for sharing that story, man. um, I'm I'm sure you want to change somebody's life today. And uh, we appreciate you giving us that knowledge, both technical and, you know, journey wise. So thank you, sir. I hope you be a friend to the show and come back and check up on us once you um, tell us about some more of your projects when you when you start on them. Okay. love that. Thank you so much for having me. You're so fantastic. And wishing you the best. Thank you so much, man. All right, Knock. Take it easy. Okay, bye. My man.